Hey everybody, it's the Mad Hatter Shows podcast. It's our third one. Uh, I'm Neil, uh, brought here with uh, with Jamie, and uh, we've already revealed the secret. Our opening guest has already been spotted. So, um, hey, we're still new doing this. This is uh, this is our third one. But if uh, if you tuned in on purpose, you may be here for uh, for Sam Lasco. He's our main uh, guest tonight from the Trailer Park Boys. Um, if you're here by accident, stick around. Uh, we're here to to entertain you. Uh, we're here actually to. Uh, plug our brand, uh, Mad Hatter Shows. Uh, if you're not familiar with Mad Hatter Shows, we do uh, eclectic events. We do uh, unique things like stand-up comedy, um, magic shows. Magic shows. Uh, we've had uh, we've had a hypnotist. We've had uh, improv comedy singers, rappers. Absolutely, all kinds of different things. And uh, so we're here to kind of uh, let you in on the shows that we're going to be bringing to the Midwest, primarily Indiana right now with uh, with all these lockdowns. Like we got to stay in free states, uh, but we got stuff scheduled some other places too. Um, we're going to bring some of those up, and then we've got a couple guests here for you tonight. Uh, we do want to bring up a few folks that are sponsoring our shows. Uh, November the 13th, we've got Kevin Farley in Crawfordsville, um, Appliance Outlet, and Caldwell Furniture and Bedding. Uh, this week has been doing a raffle for uh, free tickets to that. They've got two different pair of tickets that they're giving away. Uh, last I saw the, the, the Facebook page, uh, the second raffle still had some spots. They're having you choose a number to enter, and there's a store credit attached for the winner, too. So you could uh, possibly get some money off of your recliner or your washer or whatever. Um, got Brothers Pizza also um, is another group. They've supported me from the start when they first opened they didn't have their game room. They had, you know, instead of having video games up, it was just tables and chairs. And we did, uh, we did a comedy show in there like their first weekend. So they've been very cool, sponsoring stuff, putting stuff on. It's the best pizza in Crawfordsville, Indiana. So we want to acknowledge Brothers Pizza Company. Uh, and the official after party for Kevin Farley in Crawfordsville is going to be held at Francis and Mount. That's downtown. They just won several best of awards. Um, with the the paper and uh, including like best fine dining, also that he's he's basically he's got the he's got the fancy food, he's got the the finger food, he's got the bar, he's got all that kind of stuff. Um, it's a great place. Uh, Isaac Welliver, we're definitely uh, glad to collaborate with him. So, um, what else we got going on, Jamie? Well, that Crawfordsville show with Kevin Farley is right in the middle of a three day weekend with Kevin Farley. So the first show is going to be Thursday, November twelfth at the Irving Theater on the east side of Indianapolis, and there's still tickets available to all three of these, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Currently, uh, all three of them have tickets available. Um, yes, and then. Um, on Friday night, he'll be in Crawfordsville, and then Saturday, he will be at Plainfield, the Eagles, with Haas and uh, Tony Foxworthy. Awesome. What do we have going on this weekend, Jamie? Well, this weekend, on November 6th, will be um, the singer-rapper Second Chance, and he will be opened by Shaki and FPH, and then Saturday, November 7th, is a show I'm going to go to with my friend, and that's going to be at the new Boswell Brewery in Richmond. And Drix will be opening for him, and he's a really fun guy, and he was on our show last time. Yeah, and if you are discovering us instead <laughs> on a podcast network that I've been assured we're going to be on some of the places that uh, play podcasts, uh, very soon if you're binging um, or you're hopping around uh, if you didn't go to the last week's episode with Kevin Farley uh, find that one uh, Drix who is a uh, country rapper with quintuplets uh, probably the only person that can say those things apply to him uh, you can check him out on the last episode and he just uh, had that he had one of his videos hit 2 million yeah he's, he's a TikTok whore. He's like he <laughs> keeps going viral just to yeah, rub it 50 in. I think shared one of his videos too, and it's pretty cute. He's a nice, nice man. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then so after that, uh, coming up will be the night before Thanksgiving, which is like historically the biggest night for drinking. So Edda May will be at the Irving Theater as well in Indianapolis. So that'll be a fun time. Make sure you get your tickets for that. I even gave her notes, and uh, <laughs> she brings up the openers at every show except for Ed May. Uh, I'm going to be opening that show. Yeah, it's uh, not even on here. It's oh. on. The, it's it's. <laughs> you just like look at my name, and you're like, I'm not going to read that. So um, that's fine. Um, Donnie Baker is currently on our show schedule in November, December, January, and February in Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, and Tennessee. So go to Mad Hatter Shows. 
Com, uh, for tickets. Whenever we're allowed to do shows, wherever we're, the governments will cooperate, we're going to do shows. We've got stuff scheduled. Uh, you can see it looks like the rest of the year is uh, showing on our screen as well here. So that includes a couple, uh, at least one Donnie date. Um, got the, the ones in Wisconsin there, fingers crossed. And then New Year's Eve, uh, his band, the Pork Pistols. And then there's going to be two guys from the Upchurch band, uh, including his DJ, Cliffy. Uh, they call themselves, um, was it DJ versus Jams? Drums. DJ versus drums. Um, I'm not cool enough to know what this is, but uh, they're going to be doing the uh, the New Year's portion of it, so that's going to be a great thing as well. Oh, and then uh, there's another show coming up at the sports bar in Lebanon, Indiana, and that is going to be two parts comedy, one part magic, and that's on November 27th. They're going to have Mike Stricker, Tim Brennan, and the Magic of Killin'. Uh, limited tickets are available for that one, so go to madhattershows.com right now and get your <coughs> tickets for that. Absolutely. we got other people on our calendar, too. The, as 2021 starts, we've got Jeremy Piven, uh, Polly Shore, Chris Catan. Uh, so, you know, if any of those names get you excited, you recognize, though, uh, get on there, see if they're coming to your area, and uh, we'd, we'd love to see you guys. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right. If you made it this far, you got through <laughs> all the announcements. Those are your administrative announcements, exactly. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> A very poor-kept secret. We've got uh, another person in the in the studio today. Um you can see this guy headlining a comedy show at that sports bar in Lebanon on December the 10th. Uh, we got Robert Sweaty Hands Day. Ooh, I can talk now. You're allowed to talk finally. I've been holding that in. I know. You're like, I'm getting ready to leave. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is about here. Made it to the announcements. We good. We good. Uh, Indianapolis comedian, for those that don't know. Um, Robert Day, uh, when I take him to uh, small small towns with mainly white people that uh, get scared, the, the, the sweaty hands is on the poster. T tell us about sweaty hands up front. You, you how how did that come about? I, I don't know why sweaty hands scares everybody. <laughs> Even I do churches. <laughs> I, I went to some churches, and I went up and I was like, Robert Day. I'm like, no, Robert Day's not going to be here. Sweaty hands going to be here. You don't want Robert Day to be here because he's not a comedian. He's going to sit out there. But they're scared to put it on the flyer. Yeah, I, I think kind of messes up because the joke is so about my hands sweating. And they're like, why do you keep talking about his hands? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, a, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're like, you know, you're, you're calm. You're not used to the, 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 the urban scene, that kind of thing. And you're mm -hmm. like, I'm used to a first name and a last name. And you see, like, we're, we're going to go watch Sweaty Hands. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, that's a, you know, that's, that sounds, <laughs> I, I'm not used to that. That's atypical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. That's a, and everybody, I went, we, we got Kool-Aid and, and Ice Cube and Ice Day and all these niggas. I said, no, I didn't think of none of that. <laughs> My hands really sweat. So afterwards, when people come up, like, man, you was funny, man. You, you, you Can you see it? You're like, I gave you fair warning. Yeah. Like, it was a it's like, oh, hey, man, uh, what's that on your head? My name is Sweaty Hand. What do you think you're going to get? What do you <laughs> Just tell me. What? And, and a lot of times you're on stage with an actual towel, too. Like yeah, that's I, I actually <laughs> left it in the car. I, I saw actual <laughs> sweat on his hands. I just wanted uh, I want people to know. He's, not, I, he's telling the truth. When I was a kid, we'd be in church, and like at the end of your church service, you'd have to hold hands and pray. And I'd always, like, I, my hands sweated, too. And it'd get worse when you worry about it. So I'm sitting there, like, rubbing on my corduroy pants because that's what I wore back then. You know, yes. like, please nobody think it's good. And gross. they won't dry because <laughs> you're too nervous. And you just keep. Dry it. Like, okay, I'm gonna dry it, dry it, dry it. Okay, handful of water. It's just too quick. You could get Botox on your hands and then they won't sweat anymore. Yeah, then that's gonna stop my check from coming. <laughs> See, this is why they added her to the broadcast. Like, I would never know that you can get Botox on your you can hands. Get Botox like, that's... anywhere. <laughs> I mean, they got some stuff out of here, but I tell them I, 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 I like to check. So I've been sweaty hands yeah. as long. What I'm gonna change my name to dry hands. <laughs> Chapped hands. I mean, it's going to mess up everything. That's like, did so. you see any pictures of Heavy D before he died? Like, he wasn't heavy anymore. I was <laughs> I like, how'd you kill that gimmick? Well, you think with all the rappers, they were all young, and now they got gray hair. I'm like, are you still like, young? Right. The Beastie Boys are, like, eligible for, like, Social <laughs> yeah. Security now, and one of them's dead. Like, that's... Uh, yeah, the Beastie Boys are the just, nursing home fellas. <laughs> yeah. I just think about Al Roker when he lost all that weight. I just... Yeah, Al wasn't Al no more. I was like, mm, No. <laughs> Crack out. Yeah. So sweat, sweaty hands, you've been that since day one doing comedy? No, I started off as Robert Day, okay. and uh, it, it didn't work. Every People kept saying, you're funny, you're funny, and everybody kept asking, what's that on your hands? So I said, if I tell them up front, <laughs> right. and I actually had comedians said, oh, that one fly in Hollywood, they don't like Kool-Aid, and I do all these cute little nicknames, you should go by your name. I said, all right, I'm going to go by sweaty hands, I mean, I'm going to go by Robert Day, and we did a show, he's like, man, you killed up there. Forget everything I said. <laughs> 
your name is Sweaty Hands. Right, right. He's like, gosh. It's weird, though, because, uh, and, and, you know, we don't want to be, like, over, like, hey, this is, you're outnumbered on this stage up here, whatever. But, like, that's a, it, it seems to be you don't see white performers with the with the urban names. And you don't see urban names typically making it to mainstream. Um Mm-hmm. That much, but now I guess earthquakes kind of crossed over. Cedric the Entertainer, like it's a little less weird. People, yeah. rap became more mainstream, that kind of thing. Yeah. Is there still a stigma with you? Because I still put Robert Day on a poster. You can tell Sweaty Hands jokes up front. People um, know me for a long time. Still say Robert Day, put it on the flyers. Robert Day. You see me do. I do the re-intro and I reintroduce myself as Sweaty Hands because it's kind of what the show is going to be about. Right. Well, we got them there by then. They don't have to. They don't have to make a choice. Is it Bingo tonight or Sweaty Hands? Is yeah. it like the country cover band or, or something called and, Sweaty and, Hands? And it's a good topic because everybody always asked about them. Like I couldn't think of no other name. I'm like, why you call big people Biggie? Why you call short people Shorty? They call me Sweaty Hands. My hands sweat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So why should um, they call Neil? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I actually, that's how I met Sweaty Hands was, uh, well, you, okay, so my first show was with Tana, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and so I think one of her first shows, you, like, they the headliner canceled and she knows you. So you came and you were like the, the stand in headliner yeah, I, that night. So I think that's when I met you. I do that. Like, when people cancel, they're like, hey, <laughs> I always got to keep a haircut and be ready. Roberts in town. Let's, let's <laughs> like, hey, hey, they missed their flight. The car broke down. Can you come in here and do something? I'm like, and I ain't even a comedy move, but we, how much money are we talking? <laughs> yeah, man, I was just, I, I, I had the set already ready. Yeah, that was my first show. And then what's funny is I got on the, I was on a hip-hop comedy spot. Like, when you think of Neil, you think of hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. So then, like, they brought me back uh, for, uh, a, uh, so the first one was like an open mic type thing, which it was supposed to be an open mic. It ended up being a rap show with me, which is <laughs> weird. So then I'm on the hip-hop comedy spot, and then it's like, it's like there's not a lot of white people that are like don't know any better than to get on stage at an urban show, right? So like, so I got like people from Cincinnati and like people from Louisville. So they're like, hey man, let's get you on a show. Like they just assume that. Like, yeah. So like a lot of my early shows were were like that, mm-hmm. um, where my and name was terrified. Weird. Yeah, my name, my name was weird. You know, I should have like, like who's Neil? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, so that brings up the thing. I, I put you. Uh, for me, funny's funny. I put old people on a show, I put gay people on a show, I put somebody in a wheelchair on a show. Like, I don't care. Like, we'll wheel you in if we have to, right? Like, I had Mo Alexander on a show one time. We actually, like, like uh, we couldn't get him in the regular door because he's a large guy on a wheelchair. We actually, like, opened the back door and just wheeled him in. Like, he couldn't turn around. It's like, dude, here's the mic. You know, like, <laughs> right there. Like, I mean, that's when I started booking shows. Like, it was just like, I didn't know that, hey, you only put these types of people on or this type of comedy. Like, I'm just like, funny people I've met are coming on. So, um, you know, I put you in in small towns. I put you in, uh, um, you know, bowling alleys. I put you in, you know. Yeah, that was my first bowling alley. It says <laughs> uh, uh, you always remember me for something. But um, how's that different? Because you're used to doing black churches, urban comedy clubs, like that kind of stuff. Fun, like you said, funny's funny. I, I I would go anywhere and make anybody laugh. I don't care race, color, creed. I don't care. Do you change I your act at all? Some stuff I do change because some stuff scared people. And people are nervous if they never saw you and preconceived, you know, all this stuff. But once you get the elephant out the room, it pretty much everybody relaxed like, okay, it's not going to rob us. I was telling Jamie before the show, uh, we can share this with everybody. Um, do you remember how you, you uh, made Crawfordsville, Indiana at Crash McLean's? Uh, uh, how you made them at ease when they didn't really laugh at your first joke because they thought they were laughing at someone different? Yeah, I, I said I was on uh, cops or something, and they, oh, we're not going to clap for that. He, he's a criminal. And then I did the stuff about the N word. I right, told the right. joke, and I said, you know, I'm from Indianapolis. I hear the N word all the time. We'll get along just fine as long as nobody says NASCAR. <laughs> and then they about started spitting out the teeth and doing all this. You stuff. You could hear like a, an audible exhale, like, oh, okay, we oh, can okay. we can laugh. <laughs> yeah, we can actually say it. Yeah. So, do you, I mean, do you prefer a certain setting, or are you just like, hey, I'll tell jokes to anybody? Uh, anybody who listen. <laughs> you know, well, of course we like dirty because it's just so easy and you can go further. Right. But I, I like all of it. I like doing the clean comedy. I like I like doing just just whatever. Just like, So you do a lot of R-rated comedy, but you also do clean comedy shows. Are, yeah. Was there ever a time where you said a dirty joke at a clean no, show? No, and I always thought if I ever did. I always say, have some jokes that to the edge and some places like ah that was too close to the edge we was like ah <laughs> you you had us there but you pulled it off 
Right. It, so it depends on how churchy they are. I've been I've been to shows too that are like uh, a lot of times they're like those the hip hop comedy whatever and you go to the show and it's a clean show or whatever and you're like I'm looking up that person's YouTube clips when I get home because I guarantee they're holding back tonight like there's that's not the original way that joke goes. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you do switch it up and, and, and make it suited for your audience pretty much. And I figure if I ever slipped up, I'm like, y'all ain't never slipped, y'all ain't never seen. <laughs> right. Oh, you guys are Christians? Forgive me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Let's move on. Uh, so you've been on stage in different settings before. Uh, I, I was going through your Facebook uh, earlier <laughs> looking for pictures to put on uh, on different advertising things um, and saw a stage play advertised. So tell us a little bit about that. How's that different when you're actually an actor versus being a stand-up? Uh, it's different because you're now scripted and you need to go by the script so the other people that are cued off of what you say can come in on time and do what you need to do. It's I like being unscripted, but it was nice to be You tamed. don't want to pull on Andy Kaufman and throw everybody off by going yeah, off on your like, own. <laughs> Dang, what you were supposed to say? You were like, hey, I, I messed it up. Now, did you want to be an actor, or did somebody come to you and go, hey, I got a part, I know you're a comedian, let's let's try this uh, out? People came to me. Uh, people think I'm good at acting. I'm hard on myself. Don't think I'm as good, because I went to acting school of Denzel Washington. <laughs> I watched all his films, and that's, <laughs> like, that's, how, that's how I learned how to act. But, you know, I said, i give anything a try. I tried it. I like I did step on a... Uh, a couple of guys' lines, they told me, like, uh, you know you were stepping on my lines. I'm like, dude, I'm new to this. I used to having boundaries. I couldn't step, but what did I do wrong? Like, oh, it's, okay, so now just wait until you... Do they treat you different, it. like when the rapper gets to be in the movie and you're like, you didn't earn this, you know, was it... Or was it you know? No, it wasn't like that. A lot of people, we had fun because, like, warming up in the green room, breaking the ice. Everybody coming in and reading over their lines. And they're all serious. I come in, crack a joke. And they get to laughing, and now it's like the line is easier, and the, the mood changes. And now it seems like it's real instead of, I am going to say this line right here, <laughs> and you're going to respond back with this. Right. So then it kind of loosens. It kind of got a, a, a more free flow to it. So you're married, right? How long have you been married? 18 years. Do you have to, like, run by any jokes through her, or does she just let you say whatever you want on stage? No, she helps me right now. <laughs> <laughs> she turned me into a decorator, and she turned into a comedian. Yeah. So so now we, we got to, like, trade places. I yeah. like to decorate. She likes to tell jokes. We sit up at night, and she's pretty funny. Yeah. Aw, that's but, sweet. Yeah, she really doesn't care. She don't like the dirty stuff. But sometimes she does. <laughs> <laughs> we all like the dirty stuff. Well, the things too. <laughs> they don't want the church members. I've know. dated women before too that they're like, uh, everybody's going to think that joke's about me, you know. And I'm like, uh, everybody thinks everything is about them. Like if anybody thinks the things I'm saying on stage are 100 percent true, like I got way worse problems than them thinking something about my girlfriend. And a you know lot what of I mean? people <laughs> think that everything you say is true. It's like, was that a joke or was that real? I'm like, it's not I'm a confessional. I'm let it hang in the air. You don't know. I ain't here to tell you. I will tell you, we put, uh, uh, so I don't know, you've maybe done nine or ten shows with me. Um, one of the loudest shows that we ever had as far as the crowd reception just going nuts. I took a guy named Tony Cordenbrock, who you met. Yeah. You actually opened for him. In a Mexican restaurant. He put you up in a bowling alley. I was I was on a Mexican restaurant. See, she's, she's <laughs> on a similar path. Uh, um, Tony's one of the, Tony's kind of like you, um, not... Um, completely mainstream as far mm -hmm. as like you don't see him showing up on the scene stuff um, but he, one of the funniest people in the Midwest so like I'm like I'm going to keep this well kept secret to you know this kind of thing so yeah. Tony's uh, like kind of a rural comedian he's a uh, uh, small town country. He's got a little drawl from Kentucky, this kind of thing. And he, man, he set it up well. He had a few drinks in him, and, and this room was. He set a fire in that room, and then Sweaty Hands comes right behind him and pours gas on it. And that was just, you know what I mean? Like it was a perfect one-two punch. We went rural to urban. We went like hillbilly to like hood, and uh, and and dirty to dirtier. Uh, you know what I mean? Like one of the. It was a great lineup. Like I'm just like we like we should pair you with like a, a country guy and just take you around. Hey, that'd be great. You see, it's, it's in rap now, they doing it. <laughs> when I found out these people was rapping, I was like, "That's a black guy rapping it." We go get that second chance this weekend, cowboy. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I kind of like it too." Yeah, they we, can, we got that show this weekend. You should join us in Richmond. Uh, second chance. He's got a DJ named Strizzo, and uh, they're. Now, see, that sounds like an urban Strizzo. Well, I don't think he Rizzo. started with comedy, but he realized this guy can this guy can spit and and <laughs> can also sing country, and he's like, "Let me let me go ahead and and you know." 
tag along with this guy. This seems like somewhere to go. And he's, I mean, this guy's super talented. He can sing. He can rap. He can do. He's training MMA right now. He's gonna have pro fights. Uh, he's a handsome dude. Yeah. Like women like him. You know what I mean? Like he could model. Like I'm like, why are you if good you're at a everything? Dude, why do you want to fight? Yeah, exactly. Like just hit, hit me down here. You know. It's, yeah, remember, body punches only. It's in the contract. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, that's cool. Mad Hatter shows is we basically, you know, we do we do unique stuff we uh we mix in the music we this kind of stuff so um you've done shows like that before too where like you're the mc and something else is going on how do those crowds work where they may be coming to see a magician or they're coming to see a singer or some kind of charity event and they're like well, who's this dude telling jokes yeah that's, that's normally it's like who are you <laughs> just a <laughs> random comedian i love it i love it with the magic because i was not really into magic i'm like uh all mind tricks and stuff until i actually seen it live and i'm like how do you do that? And then I would do it again. I see the trick again. I'm like, I still don't know how he did. Like night, every night you're watching, trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm still don't forget. How did you get that out of there? I should know by now. You know, right. I've seen you several times. You didn't ask him backstage to reveal his secrets or anything. They never asked because he didn't. I already know he's not going to tell me. I found out too. Ali did two of the jokes because I watched the uh, was that the Mad Magician who told him. Right. Had, I know they hate that dude. I watched David but I'm like, Copperfield. That's how they did it. Oh. I was I in Muncie. Uh, David Copperfield. We saw him in one of the. And he, that dude made a a car appear in the upper deck. Like I'm like, how do you fake a car? You know what I mean? Like how do you just make something yeah. appear like that? That's hologram. Uh, it might have been a hologram. <laughs> Please don't ruin this for me. Jenny. <laughs> yeah. I ruin everything. Talk to my two ex-husbands. <laughs> we just name wow. drop second chance, and people are already like, "We love them." Like that's uh, that's what happens yeah. when you're when nobody says that for me. Like you got to be handsome and or talented. You don't second do chance. So that's are you not familiar with them? You need to to Google them. That sounds like another program when you <laughs> you messed up the first chance. You know have you done a show at the second chance like the? Uh, yeah. Have you been, the addiction been program? the second chance, man? They don't they don't pay right. It's for parolees or something. Mm-hmm. That's a. Uh, which uh, I think that's service. I think that's actually like how his name derived. Like he like it's we need to get we're gonna ambush him at the show on Saturday. Like in his like well I don't want to ambush but, anybody. Maybe not we when were in the army. We maybe not when he's dressing, but like like it's some kind of like if he's hanging out for a little bit, like we need to show up and be like, Hey, we're gonna interview you here. Like we didn't get you on the podcast, but let's mm. talk a little bit and maybe we can play that on a future podcast. Like, cause, cause I know people want to hear him talk. You know, they want to And they want to know why sure. he calls himself second chance. And why exactly. he spells it like that. Probably, I would imagine the uh, like the regular way is probably copyrighted with a two, with, with a, an N, and a C, and a K, and then a C H A Y N. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. do that for copyright reasons. We're yeah. gonna say the same thing, just gonna spell a little different. Well, this is air. Like we had twenty four thousand people view our first two. Um, Stand up uh, the the podcast type mm-hmm. things here, so there may be somebody else out there because you know there's like a bald head in every city, right? There's probably another sweaty hands that's <laughs> trademarked that, and you're gonna have to be sweaty hands with a Z on the end next time. Like, I am sweaty hands one on all social media platforms. <laughs> awesome. So, so what? Sweaty hands two might though. He might have a lawyer. Like I don't know how this is. It's like yeah, man, my hands were sweating first. Well, let's see if you can fill up this this cup of water first. Competition. <laughs> first one to this line wins. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of an outlier on the comedy scene. I've kind of like I, I haven't made a lot of friends because I came in my own way. I started booking shows a couple months in, yeah. And uh, and and when you're not giving regular shows to people, like they don't like you. They don't mm-hmm. like the fact that you're not doing as many open mics and you're still finding stage time and you're still opening for people they've heard of and they're still doing long minutes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'll just I'll flat out like I have no problem like alienating my like that kind of like, I have no I issues know, with don't that. Care about he doesn't. Um, no. I'll tell you what, uh, when people ask me, hey who's the funniest people in Indianapolis? Um DJ Dangler, yes. Mm-hmm. Brent Terhun, yes. And Sweaty Hands Day, and I will say that, like, you know what? Like, like somebody be like, who's the third guy? Uh, you know, he's he's not in your scene, but the dude's killing it everywhere he goes. Thank I've you. never had you eat shit at a show ever. No, you know I like, like weird taste. <laughs> that wouldn't even be a good shot. Not, not even with seasoning salt. No. Put you in so many different environments, though, and he always makes people laugh. Like that's just uh, so that's 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 actually a compliment. Well, um, you have to go in just thinking like I'm gonna make these people laugh. You have to go in. You have to really look at the room like this is gonna be hard. This is going to be different. This is going to be difficult, but I I can do it. I, I, 
I know what I need to do. Right. So if you've seen the name and you're like, I don't want to go to that show because that name is weird, and you keep <laughs> seeing it, the dude's still around. <laughs> People are still paying him to tell jokes. Um, you know what? Like, you should probably check him out sometime. And you should check him out at the sports bar, that sports bar that in sports Lebanon. That sports bar in Lebanon, yeah. Where I'm hosting. Yeah, and that one in Lebanon. Yes, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm the host. I'd like to spend the next five minutes giving her tips for the, her first hosting gig. Thing. Yes, if we could please talk about everything I do wrong right now on the show. If you want to comment with anything, you but no, we had a we well. had a show last week and she did a guest spot there. She's she's almost a double digits now, and uh, like mm-hmm. we're you, you remember when you were that you've been on stage eight times or whatever. You're, yeah, but you can count them. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have all uh, the pictures, so it looks like I've done a lot. They ask you like, "How have you done?" And you're like, like somebody told me one time, uh, you know, if 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 you go to a veteran and you asked how their set was, and, and they ask you how many times you've been on stage, and it's like less than a hundred, they're gonna be like, "Go do a hundred and come back." Right? Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, they're gonna be like, "Now go do a hundred more." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like your first, like your first, so many sets is just learning who you are, learning how to hold the mic learning how to breathe right learning how to learning your jokes your like and that 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 is important i've I've got so many newcomers now they they want tips and point and i'm saying first thing you're not a rapper the first thing you want to do is cover up the mic and it was like it's all too good i got the joke it was good and he was coming down there and i told him and then like you wonder why nobody laughed nobody heard it nobody heard it sit up you got the mic stand in front of you everybody's just looking like is he gonna move it is that gonna stand there like is he gonna use the mic or there's some people who start to laugh at their own jokes before they finish yeah. telling them. <laughs> Into the microphone? The yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing. Adam Sandler occasionally laughs at his own jokes, so it's not a complete, like, you know what I mean? You just have to get as funny as Adam Sandler, and then you can get away with it. Like that's They never it. see the light. <laughs> giving them the light, and they be like, I don't see a light. I'm killing it up here. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that light. Oh, yeah, a new flashing. person can't tell when it's time to pull themselves off either. Like, that's, uh, you know, they, can't, they don't know. They're, like, uh, nobody's laughed for three minutes, but I, I've still got stuff on this note card. Let me continue to go through all this. This happened last week. It was a young lady. She, I, I had just met her, and she was on stage, and they gave her five minutes, and her set might have been four. And so she's like, well, I guess <laughs> they're going to give me the light in a minute. And I said, when you run out of funny, Get. it's like, that's my time. Thank exactly. you. And the host knows to come back up. Make them laugh for three don't, minutes and Don't bounce. be standing for the other minute. Like, all right, supposed to be five minutes. That's four, and I can't think of anything. Yeah. I'm just going to stand here until they give me the light. That's I'm not like, a strong close. Yeah, I thought it. Just like, thank y'all, that's my time. That's all you got to do, and we know you ran out. All right. Well, actually, if you're going to stick around the studio, we don't have to run you off, but we're coming close to the when the, we're getting our call coming in. So tell everybody how they can find you, how they can buy your DVD, your shirts, uh, how they can see your you, next shows. You can buy these DVDs from me in person, <laughs> wherever you see me at, because I'm trying to get rid of <laughs> you got a trunk I had a 30-city <laughs> tour before the uh, coronavirus hit. and. Uh. I had a bunch of merchandise left over, and then I just sat in my house and just started building stuff that I didn't think I could build. But I'm on Sweaty Hands One on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, iHeart, Rug Burn. I don't know whatever they come out with headphones. I'm on there. Yeah, you're on grind, young grinder, are you? Yeah, Sweaty I don't know. Farmers only. <laughs> I don't know what I'm on. I just know I'm on it. So there's your website. There we got it on the screen, shown to everybody. Um, Awesome. So, what kind of merchandise do they have on there? You you brought you brought a bracelet. Uh, I brought a bracelet. I got my sweaty hand. The Devil Show is busy bracelet. Uh, these were the last of my shirts for the breast cancer. The pink ones. They were my best sellers. Everybody wanted the girls. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, it's it got a girl cut. Got the yes. girl cut. Yeah, oh, I can get these for the guys. Yes. So quality. Those, so and the rest of the shirts, I guess they're unisex, and they like, oh, we like the girl cut. I'm like, okay, now I know. You brought the girl cut in, I'm so I wouldn't it. hit you up for a free T-shirt. I yeah, that's like, what here, Dale, I brought this just for you. My last <laughs> brand against the shirt. Yeah, I would. I, uh, clearly, I care what I wear. This is my daughter. Got she's like, wouldn't it be funny if you wore this on the air? It says uh, "Hogs and Kisses." Uh, this is. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I'm dying over here. So uh, you know what? I'm going to tell my daughter that you mocked her, and that's not going to be good. <laughs> don't so. tell her, man. She has a hard enough life with Neil as her dad. you got to make fun of her. <laughs> you got to go through life saying that's my dad I right know. There. But no, I was here on the first uh, first episode. I had the Degrassi uh, uh, yearbook T-shirt, and then I had Haley Mills in the parent trap. Like, on the second, people are like, um, do you always dress like that? Like, is that? Honestly, I do. Like, I go to conventions, like, wearing that stuff. I'm a fan of lots of things. So, um mm-hmm. 
And he's super if, obsessed with that show, Degrassi. Yeah, if it was a little less girly, I would probably wear the sweaty hands out in, in public and well, get my photo I, taken with it. I can take the sweaty hands off. <laughs> That'll make it less girly. Is that the part that's... Uh, <laughs> you can still wear the pink. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Here, here's the thing, though, too. With, with your towel on stage, like that is... Uh, um, you're probably my second favorite person to ever be always seen with a towel. Do you know who my do you know who my <laughs> who, number one who would else? be? Who, who? Let's bring it up on the screen right here. Uh -oh. um, this is uh, this is. I was thinking about this today. Um, do you recognize uh, the the gentleman up there? Yeah, Jerry the Tarkanian, yeah. the UNLV coach. <laughs> it's win, baby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, if only he was he was not dead, uh, you could have got him with sweaty hands. Uh, you know, he could he could be endorsed like at the UNLV games, like when yeah. he was the coach. Um, but maybe that's a sign of uh, the ghost of Christmas future or whatever. You know, like mm. you'll be when you get elderly, you'll be, <laughs> oh you'll be gnawing on your towel. So oh. there's the doorbell. So uh, stick around if you'd like to hear. Uh, guess who's here? The a greasy caveman. Holy cow. Sam Losco is in the house. Is that better? There we go. That's that's your good side. That's a great angle. That's um, This is my good side right here. Oh, good Lord. All right. Well, here we are. It's already getting sexy. Sam Tarasco, Sam Losco, Sam I Am, uh, the greasy mama's, caveman. Mama's put your children to bed. Yeah, this is a... Um, not until I get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam will take the show, like, we're talking like we're no, like, no, 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 not the children, oh. the mothers. The mothers. <laughs> he's wow. like, he's like, hey, can we be, can we, can we cuss? Can we be dirty on the show? And I was like, it's all gonna go to hell at nine thirty anyway, so we might as well. Like, I, I knew this was coming. Here we oh, go. Wow, <laughs> I'm not a pedophile. It's the mothers I want, not the children. <laughs> <laughs> or the fathers, but not the children. Glad you right, so somebody's randomly scrolling by or somebody's here to watch Robert instead of you. Like, tell us who you are and, and uh, who, who where they can see Sam Lasco. Right here, right now. Okay. <laughs> That's a great place. Like, how it's should they know COVID you? COVID has me stuck mm. in my cave, so I can't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, I was doing some shows, and hopefully get back down to Indiana. I had a great time down there. Awesome. Sam, uh, for those that don't know, uh, recurring character on the show Trailer Park Boys ran for, what, 14 seasons or something, and now they're on the the animated seasons? Oh, I thought you were going to say ran for supervisor and got fucked. <laughs> that was a thing, too. I was, we have our own election dumpster fire going on down here. Um, you, in 2002, Trailer Park Supervisor, just lost by a smidgen to Jim Leahy. Yeah, he was a drunk fuck. Incoherent. Oh, look at the similarities. It's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So we we did several shows. I think it was 2017. We took you to all the the top cities that Indiana has to offer. And what were your impressions of Indiana while you were down here? Pretty white. <laughs> <laughs> Just say I mean, depending on where we were. Uh, when we got out of town a little bit, it was totally white. Uh, downtown wasn't was was a, a, a mixed bag. Indianapolis was a mixed bag. Mm. But every place else, I mean, they all should have been just called Whitesville, Whitestown. <laughs> white, white, white. <laughs> I couldn't believe the one place we went to, they were having uh, cornhole competitions. That's a I don't know what here. it meant when I got yeah. there, but I was hoping that they weren't asking me to participate because cornhole up here has a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ask you to play in the bunghole competition? Uh, no. <laughs> so before uh, before COVID hit, you were doing some shows up in Canada. What's part of a Sam Losco live show? Because you don't do straight stand-up. You've got like a lot of stuff that happens on a show. I do everything. It depends on the audience. I'm allowed to smoke weed here, right? Is Indiana a <laughs> You know what? Like that's uh, I, I expected you to smoke weed, so. Uh, can I do lines, too? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. You know Simple what? Question. How am I going to stop you from this studio? There you go. Okay. It'll be a good night then. It'll we, definitely keep me on the line longer. There you go. There you go. So if well, I, I remember correctly, we had uh, you did some karaoke before. Well, I love to sing. I mean, that's I go to bars. I don't drink, so the only way for me to get women was to sing to them. And who the fuck knew that I actually could sing? So right. suddenly I was. You know, going not going home alone every night, and it, mm -hmm. you know it didn't always have to be a woman. 
So what are your go-to songs when you karaoke? Because I karaoke and I have my songs. So what do you do? Well, uh, I see a brother there. Hey, brother, you want to hear my shaggy? Yeah, let's hear it. Life is one big party when you're still young. Who's going to have your back when it's all done? It's all good when you're living your pure fun. Don't be a fool, son. Take up on the long run. All right. Did, that, did um, you recognize the song? Yeah, that, I mean, that was like I, when I grew up. That was high school stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Shaggy? You were in high school yeah. when Shaggy was out? Yeah, I don't know. I thought you were older than that. Okay. I thought maybe you were like Kamala and you were listening to Tupac. Oh, no, I definitely, that was more like 96, 97. Well, and also earlier today. I do that. I do a little, uh, I do do some Bob Seger. I like uh, uh, Lou Bega, Mambo Number 5. All the girls like to dance to that one, so. But it depends, my mood. Uh, I was actually looking at doing a little uh, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean in my next act. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Classic. We got another Shaggy fan Not that's popped up on the screen here. Neil is probably what you expect. <laughs> Jeannie, is it? Jamie. Jamie? Yep, Jamie Dean. Jamie. Jamie, it's not what you're going to expect. I'll tell you, I think you spoiled it when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, so I, I definitely don't want to say it on the on the air. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I told you, but don't. Tell Sam's her. show is <laughs> Sam's show is not an all ages show. It's a uh, it's it's a hard R. It's <laughs> like uh, over twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different in Canada. There's Canadian like <laughs> conversions or whatever. Uh, we had a show where you actually had people in the crowd uh, acting out different uh, different porn poses. That was a, a different. <laughs> Thing. Um, yeah, well, now you still do that well, because everything is so politically correct, correct. Can you go get my assistant? Yeah. Uh oh. Now, instead of getting people from the audience, I have to bring my own assistant with me. So uh, the missus just went to get him for me. You may recognize him. <laughs> so you're saying you do uh, you do things with Homer that. I'm saying that right now all the holes are covered. Oh. <laughs> so that Homer doll, not a virgin. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, just like Madonna. <laughs> holy cow, holy cow. So um, I don't know. What are you smoking right now? I remember when we were driving and I was like, hey, the new, the new weed. What's it called? Grape God. Grape God. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't fuck with like the new weed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, well, the stuff we bought in high school. Like, it's not that thing anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Sam's just like, hey, you need, you just need the right sativa. So, um, you know, I didn't know if you, if you keep a great selection, or do you go to the same stuff all the time? Oh no, no, we got to move it around because if you smoke the same stuff, you just get stagnant, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't wanna, yeah. And now that it's legal here, I mean, we get what two, three strains each time. Yeah. Two or three. So it's it's totally legal, like just recreational. Like you just pop in the store and get some, or store. Or I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, to get? If a I want to pay way more and get really dry weed that tastes like shit, then I'll go to a dispensary. Mm. Gotcha. So you're still buying from a dealer, even though it's legal. <laughs> I buy it by from a horticulturalist. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Well, I remember there was the movie called Don't Legalize It, the Trailer Park Boys movie, and that was the whole thing. Ricky did not want it to be legal because it was going to throw him out of business. So you're saying those folks still are making making some money up there in, uh, in Canada. Well, yeah. Here, so, for example, if you buy a gram of weed, well, you guys don't do grand, right? You do... Uh, uh, ounce, do you quarter prefer? ounce. Well, how, how do you buy it? How do you buy it, Robert? I vape. <laughs> I don't like smelling like it. So I eat it. I, I ingest the edibles. Yeah. There you uh, go. The edibles are okay, but there's nothing like a joint. No, there's just, nothing, nothing, nothing like, like it. A joint. You know, nothing if like you do it, a bong, then you're hacking up a lung. Mm-mm. If you do that shatter shit, you could be passing out all mm. over the place. Doing one shot of a shatter off of a rig. It's like smoking a quarter ounce of weed. One little dab is a quarter ounce of weed. Wow. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't know that I would do well with that. We're learning, like, I didn't even <laughs> do caffeine half the time now as a grown-up. Like, it's just like I have completely become, like, a ridiculous pansy. 
um, with everything. But you you assured me I we needed the right sativa. So if I can get up to Canada when the border is is and, and when they're letting us back in, yeah, <laughs> and, well, and when they let me back in, I got some of my own baggage. But um, you know, uh, maybe we have to do some experimenting and figure out like what will, what will work for me. I guess. Hey Sam, so you used to be a vet, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you familiar with Tiger King? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just curious, like, since you have a vet and you kind of have that background, like, how much crystal meth do I have to give a husband a day to keep him? <laughs> if you want to keep a husband and eat crystal meth, you got to be. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Tiger King got two husbands with crystal meth, so I thought maybe. Well. Trust me, they gave him more. He gave them more than just crystal meth. I mean, they actually paid for more with more than just crystal meth. How's that? <laughs> right? So she's bringing a storyline on. Yeah, Sam didn't really have. He doesn't have any calm storyline. Like you, like you're only part of like. And Trailer Park Boys is not a clean show in the first place, but. Um, you have your cock ripped off on the, the first season of the animated series. Like, like. How does that, How do you even wrap your head around part. that? Do they give the you bad the bad part was that he ate it. <laughs> <laughs> so they they give you this script and you're just like, I'm, they're gonna do me do what? I'm doing what as the caveman? Or maybe I called them and said, Hey guys, I was camping last summer. And I accidentally ran into a bear who ripped my dick off. Can we work that into the show? Oh, so this is art imitating real life. That's mm. a thing. <laughs> no, wasn't the the whole allure of the show was that people would turn it on and didn't know if it was real or not. Mm. Yeah, it was originally like a mockumentary. Cartoon, I guess you know cartoon. it's not. Right, when there's, you know, they, they obviously they were able to do things in the cartoon that they weren't able to do. And it's it seems like, what was it, 12 seasons or something like that of the show? Like, they needed to do something fresh with it. But um, you had actually not been on a, a few of the seasons, right? And then they brought you back for the for the cartoon. Was that was that you going back and saying, hey, can I get back? Or were they like, hey, we need more caveman? They call me. I, I always ask. They always call me when they want me. Gotcha. Uh, I, was, I wasn't in 12. But I was in from, like, once we started refilming from 8 to 11, I was in all of those. And I think I was missing from season 3. Okay. And that's about it, 3 and 12. And the great part about your character is you weren't the same Sam from, your name was Sam, but... There, you went from. Uh, I remember you were driving around. Actually, we were driving from Terre Haute to Lafayette, and you're like, "Hey, um, next season, I'm going to have a different role." And I'm like, "What's he talking about?" And then when the show comes out, you're the Denture King. Uh, you know what I mean? So, See, so that that's where again, art imitates life. Okay, because personally, I don't think I stuck to the same job more than five years in real life. <laughs> I've been a teacher. I've been a consultant. I've been a truck driver. Right now, I own a vape store. So I get bored, and I find something else to do. Gotcha. You were a teacher? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, I need to hear My about My students this. had the most fun. What were you That's teaching? Okay. <laughs> well, originally, I taught art, history, and phys ed on a native reserve reserve in far northern Ontario. So it was all uh, Aboriginal kids. And uh, I taught art, history, and phys ed. I set up a hockey league, a basketball league, a volleyball league. We had the time of our lives up there. And the school was about 100 yards from my trailer. It stopped. So how did you, I mean, from what I understand, when Trailer Park Boys first started, there wasn't necessarily an audition process and, and reaching out to professional actors, you know. like It was, mm-hmm. it was it kind of things just kind of happened. How did you end up part of the cast of the show? Uh, actually, there were auditions once it got on TV. Okay. Um, so there weren't for the like the... The black and white movie is what you're talking about. Okay. So in the original black and white movie, the boys were already filming. I bailed Ricky out of a fight in a bar, and he thought I was funny and asked me if uh, I wanted to be on the show. It's a more elaborate story than that. But, uh, <laughs> if I wanted to get into details. I can get into details. It was kind of fun. Right. You, want, you want to hear the whole We got thing? a few Do minutes. It. Yeah, yes. let's hear the story. We, I think we got okay. some Trailer Park well, Boys fans here watching. So it, it's, it starts, it actually starts months before that, where I was. Um, so you, you got to understand, at my age, I'm like 25 years older than most of the people on the show. 
So for me to even be hanging around with these guys was kind of weird. Um, I used to be a bouncer. I, I ran a bunch of bars in Halifax. So I had all university football players, guys like that, that age group, hanging around with me my whole life. So that's who I've always hung around with, football player type, university student, university age. So we're doing a concert. We're, we're working at a different company. Okay. See, it, there's so much involved. It's kind of, at this time, uh, we were working at a bottled water company. Ricky worked for me. I worked for Randy. And none of you guys were acting at this point. <laughs> No, they were doing it. Those guys, Randy and Ricky and and Julian, have been doing this since they were kids with Dad's camcorder outside. Okay. I think it was Julian's Dad's camcorder. So they've always been doing this, where you guys would be grabbing your mitt, grabbing a bat, and going out to the field. They'd be grabbing the camera, writing down storylines, and performing their own little movies. So okay. they've always been doing this. Now, I wound up working there, got to meet those guys. Ricky and I got off work early one day, and we're shooting pool in a bar. The two of us are shooting pool. The story, again, I'm going to go back because a few months before that, we were doing a concert. Uh, who was that? Def Leppard? No, Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Who's the one with the drummer with one arm? Leonard's, Def Leppard. Yeah. Okay. So Def Leppard. It was a Def Leppard concert, and we were working for this bottled water company, and we were basically selling water and getting people to buy our water machines and buy our water. After the show, we're all in the in a motel room, and we're shooting the shit. And I like being the center of attention. That's just who I am. I've always been that guy. So here I am with all these young kids in a motel room, smoking weed and cracking jokes. <laughs> And I was telling Ricky how when I was their age or when I was in university, we used to wear clogs. You know, you know what a clog is? Like the wooden shoes? <laughs> correct, correct. It's like a wooden a shoe mm -hmm. with a leather over the top and an open back. So that was cool <clears throat> to wear back in those days. So that's what I was wearing. I was strapping. Uh, if you ever have those pictures of when I was in high school, university, you... Man, you know, I wish I we could pull one like up. This. <laughs> like this. All right. Anyway, so we're fucking around shooting the shit, and I was telling them how one time I got in a fight with two guys, and I won because I had my clogs on. And he goes, <laughs> what do you mean? And I said, well, I faced down the two guys. I looked at the first guy, and I flung my clog, and I hit him <laughs> right between the eyes. While he was ducking back, I punched the second guy till he fell to the ground, then went back after the first guy. And he goes, fuck off, you're lying. And I said, let me see if I can prove it to you. So I grabbed my sneaker and I crushed back my heel so it looked like a sandal. Right. You just slip your foot in. And I put my toes in for the first four inches and I said, you see that thermostat on that far wall over there? He goes, yeah. And I flung my foot at it and smashed the thermostat off the wall. And he goes, holy fuck. So he liked the stories that I was telling him of when I was young and the kind of shit that I used to do. So now we go to the day that we're finished work early, we're in a bar and we're shooting pool. Mm -hmm. And it's just me and him and loser pays and winner stays and we start playing. This great big guy comes in and I mean like <laughs> six, nine, 270, one of those mm -hmm. type of guys. He comes in, he goes, hey fellas, you know, why are we playing threes? Loser sits, challenger pays, winner stays, sure. So we're playing eight ball on one of those coin tables and we're having some fun. Fourth guy shows up. He's a friend of the big guy. And he goes, hey, and he goes, uh, let's play partners. Sounds good. Let's play partners. You play with your friend. I'll play with my friend. He goes, uh, let's play for a beer. And I go, no, nah, I don't want to play for a beer. He goes, oh, you chicken? And I said, bro, I don't drink, so I don't want to play for a beer. Now, back then, you could get a large draft for 285. Okay. So it wasn't about the money. And I said, no. I said, actually, I play in the fucking pool league. Oh, here. Right. <laughs> well, I go, sure, buddy. You want to play? Let's play. I go, how about five bucks a game? He goes, sure, let's play five bucks a game per player. So we play and we win the first game. And uh, 
they lose. And he goes, double or nothing. I go, sure, double or nothing. So we play again and they lose again. And they owe us 10 bucks each. And he goes, double or nothing. And I said, hold on a little, uh, a second there, Slick. I go, first you accuse me of being a fucking chicken. And now you're pretending that I'm going to be really stupid. We're not playing winner or uh, double or nothing from here on in until 72 games in, you finally win a fucking game. (laughs) Put your 20 bucks on the table or get the fuck out of here. And I go and I sit down. And then Ricky goes and sits down opposite me or Rob. I maybe sat for five seconds and I go, fuck this. And I stand up and I go, I'll take the big guy. So he stands up and he goes, no, and pushes me and says, I'll take the big guy. So we start pushing each other over who's <laughs> going to get to fight the big guy. They think we're crazy, drop the 20 and run. And he looks at me and he starts laughing and he goes, I'll take the big guy. I go, he was fucking huge, wasn't he? <laughs> he goes, what were you going to do, man? I go, bro, I was going to kick him in the nuts and run. I don't know what you're going to fucking do. <laughs> and he starts laughing and he says, have you ever done any acting? And I go, well, you think I like you. <laughs> then he then i go well i said i used to be a teacher and those 45 kids thought i gave a shit whether or not they learned anything i used to be a salesman and every one of my customers thought they were my favorite so yeah i can act i'm a good pretender so he goes do you want to be in my movie and i go sure so i got in the movie uh they called me uh, maybe six months later say hey did you have fun doing the movie yeah well, how'd you like to audition? And that's where I said they did do auditions. For the actual show. We got picked up to do six episodes. Would you like to do an audition to be in the show? Sure. So that leads to another funny little story. So I auditioned as a drug dealer. And I guess the station thought I was too old to be a drug dealer, which is hilarious because <laughs> I used to sell weed. So, right? Age limit again, I'm, I'm like 45 and these guys are 30. Yeah. So where'd this old guy come from? But the director, uh, Mike Cladberg, I guess he thought I was really funny. And he said, no, 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 I really want him to be in the show. Can I make him the veterinarian? So they said, sure, he can be the vet. So if you look at season one, episode four, when they meet me, earlier in the episode, they're going to meet Sam, the drug dealer, in a tunnel, and there's a big shootout. That was supposed to be me. Oh, okay. Made me the veterinarian, and they gave that was a so, that was a memorable part of season one. So it probably like helped you get more than one episode. Then clearly, well, that's the thing. Then they called me again, and they go, "Hey, did you have fun last year?" And I go, "Yeah, it was great." He goes, "How'd you like to try and take over the trailer park?" <laughs> take over the trailer park. He goes, "Yeah, be the newman of the trailer park." And I go, "Fuck yeah, sure, I'm in." So that was season two, and that was the now, election. Season three, they called me. And they go, hey, did you have fun last year? Yeah. So, yeah, well, you're fucked now because your storyline's dead. Your arc is done. <laughs> I go, oh, okay, thanks. So remember I told you that I did a lot of uh, concerts and stuff? Right. Right? Yeah. So here I am working concerts with, you know, 15, 20,000 people there. And people coming up and going, hey, are you that guy from the Trailer Park Boys? And I go, yes, I am. He go, can I get a picture with you? I said, I'll tell you what. We'll take a picture as long as you promise to take that picture and post it on trailerparkboys.com and say, where the fuck is Sam? <laughs> so I guess they got like, I don't know. I heard that they got about a, a thousand photos put up on their board and they called me back and said, hey, you want to come back for season four? And I said, sure. Sounds like fun. Nice, nice. So uh, so you went a ways. When did the uh when did the caveman storyline start then? Is that right when you came back or how did that evolve? Always. It's always been there. See, people go, Oh, you know, you played so many different characters. No, I'm one guy. Right. I'm one versatile motherfucker. But you end up in a cave, literally in a cave in one episode, like <laughs> dirty and living in that nearly naked. Like, um, so well, that just Don't basically they me, just Neil. they Don't just judge me. Neil. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bitch. I wouldn't come at you if you were living on fucking John's couch. <laughs> you know, funny you should say that. Um, I actually crashed in the same room you did uh, one of the shows uh, for ninety days when I didn't have my license. So um, that's a thing. But yeah, people are loving this right now. Somebody said you should write a book. Have you ever thought about, like, you know, the memoirs of, of Sam Tarasco? 
all all my friends here tell me I should do that. And I just might. I mean, I'm getting old. I got to fucking find something else to do. Right now, <laughs> all I do is play golf on my phone. Right. Have as much sex as possible. Smoke <laughs> as much weed as possible. There you oh, go. Look at that. See, another one. <laughs> now that led to uh, you did a couple movies too, right? Like you the non-trailer park boy stuff, right? You were in a hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, I got to meet Rutger Hauer. Don't meet your idols. He was a bitch. Oh, really? Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Here, I'll tell you. You want to hear a funny? Okay, so here you go. Here, Rutger Hauer so story. So the guy who directed Hobo with the Shotgun was the first assistant director on Trailer Park Boys in season one. Jason Eisner. He won a competition to produce uh, Hobo with the Shotgun. What they did is uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, you know who Rodriguez is, right? Oh yeah. Desperado, all the Desperado movies, that guy. Spy Kids. And he does grindhouse type movies. Right. So they put out a competition and they said, make us a trailer for a movie and whoever has the best trailer will give them $50,000 to produce a movie. <clears throat> so that's how Hobo with a Shotgun got made. Wow. So Jason knew me from Trailer Park Boys, but he also knew me because he would come to my bar because I'd be working in the bars. So they all saw me in the bars at night. I'd make sure they didn't have to wait in line and shit like that. So he, he needed a cop in the scene where Rutger Hauer gets thrown into a big pile of garbage. Right? Right. So we're filming this at a school and we're figuring out how we're going to do this. So uh, uh, myself and the other cop were holding him by the belt, by his like his leather belt. Right. So that when we went through the doors, first thing we did is we removed the center bar from think school doors. We removed the center bar and then we each kicked our door open and ran through very quickly towards a big ledge where uh, the cameraman was sitting. And we would go there, run him right up to the cameraman and lift him in the air so it looked like he was going over the cameraman. So we did one take, then it went okay. We did another take and we were getting too close to the cameraman. So Mm -hmm. I grabbed his belt and I pulled it back. And I basically pulled him, instead of him going forwards, he went backwards. And he goes, Jesus Christ, man, we're fucking acting. You were going to hit the fucking cameraman and knock him 20 feet to his death. No, no. I guess I gave him a wedgie and he got all pissed off. So I couldn't get an autograph and a picture with like my, one of my favorite actors of all time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Don't beat your idols, right? I guess. Yeah. That's a great story. So anyway, so he, he acted at me for a good, a good five minutes. He kept yakking and yakking. And Jason comes up and puts his arm around me. He goes, don't worry. He's been like that all day. (laughs) That's a good director. That's awesome. Well, let's go to Trailer Park Boys for a, for a couple Trailer Park Boys related questions here as we we, we kind of wrap okay. up here. Um, what's more <laughs> fucked? All right, what's more <laughs> fucked? Barb Scout potatoes or Sam's homemade hot dogs? Well, it's got to be Barb Scout potatoes because <laughs> Sam's homemade hot dogs are fucking special. <laughs> uh, people well, that haven't seen that episode, what's uh, where are the hot, where's the hot dog story Sam, like coming? You give up on ham. All, I mean. <laughs> all right. Okay. So they're having a conversation. Like all the, the people watching this are having their own conversation because she's referencing somebody else. So um, pay attention, motherfucker. <laughs> people want to know where to get those awesome clogs that you can fight people with. Awesome. Probably uh, Salvation Army, Variety <laughs> Village. What are the thrift stores down there? You can bring them back. Goodwill. They don't make them anymore. No, those things, buddy, those things weighed a good. Oh man, they had to weigh eight to ten ounces, and they were made of solid wood. And back then, we were wearing heels like that, right? So they they kind of went like that, right? Right. Uh, think wedges. Yes. They were like wedges. And yeah, those things would fly. Those things would fly. <laughs> and it was just leather and great big tacks, like with the nail that big. And uh, think of think of a saddle. You know, how you got those, those nails on a saddle. Right. That's all it was. Was that metal all the way around, holding the leather onto the top and nowhere else. Surely it wasn't super comfortable to walk around <laughs> I with. I love those things. <laughs> really. <laughs> 
Well, look out. So, your live show, uh, have you been touring by yourself lately? I mean, I know at one point you, you toured with uh, Cyrus, right? And never. Never with Cyrus? No, no. No, he, we talked about it, but he's just it's not funny. <laughs> oh, if Bernard's watching this, those might be fighting words. Uh, you did some shows Bernard. with... <laughs> we did some shows with T, right? Or you, 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 you did as I well? Did shows with Tyrone. Okay. Um, yeah. So, right and, now, are you... Do- I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kenny versus Spenny. I've heard you know of the show, show, but yeah, I don't think we got that down here. No, look it up. I'm sure they got some shit on there. Kenny was a bully. Spenny was a pussy. And I did a lot. I've been doing shows with Spenny. Okay. I did uh, that, that one tour with uh, Rabbit, Eric Stolhansky. And we've worked with him uh, with Mad Hatter shows. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a very, very good guy. Yeah, I liked him Who, a lot. He had that wooden leg. I kept trying to steal it. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know that was coming either until the first show we did with him, and he pulled it off while he was on stage. And I was like, oh, did not see that coming. Like, that was that was a highlight. Yeah, so That was the clown in me. The clown in me wanted to hide it on him. <laughs> awesome. But he never took it out. So. Well, how can uh, how can people find out what you're doing? You've got a Facebook page. I don't know how how current you are on that. Like, where where do you post all your stuff? Only fans. I post on Instagram uh, at Sammy Tarasco, uh, Twitter, Sam Tarasco, and Facebook Sam Losco. But there's impersonators out there. If you can't smell it when you scratch it on your screen, it's the wrong Sam Lasco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you get back to your lady and your, your second <laughs> joint here. Um, anything else you want to leave us with here? Uh, we'd love to have you back down here when the world uh, comes back to normal. We'd like to get you on some more shows. Um, yep. What can I'm you leave us with in the meantime? That. No words of wisdom. No. Uh, we'll wrap it up no with words that. Of wisdom. Uh, Put you on the spot. You know what, guys? Be as safe as you feel you have to be. The mask is not for you. It's for the guy on the other side of you. So personally, when people see me and they go, hey, you're not wearing a mask, I go, oh, I've already had COVID. This is not true, but it could be true. Who the fuck knows? I love any disease that I can get and don't know I have it. I'll fucking take that any day of the week. Absolutely. So you know what? If the guy opposite you looks like he's scared, put a fucking mask on. Big deal for 30 seconds. And take it off. I hang mine off my ear. If somebody looks like they're scared as they're walking towards me, I'll flip it up and then put it back down like flashing your high beams. Mm. There you go. Look at this socially conscious Sam Lasco. So, um, well, awesome. I only play a dick. <laughs> Awesome. He is a super nice guy. Thank you for stopping by today. Hopefully we'll work together soon. Anytime, Neil. You're a funny guy yourself. Awesome. I appreciate it. It was nice to meet you. Well, we will meet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like a promise. Hey, not just you. Him, too. Yeah. (laughs) Sweaty hands. Who is him, too? You. He's talking about you. That's uh... I've already met Jim, uh, Neil. <laughs> he knows me. Knows that he's. I'm, I know why he was like named this. that. That's all I know. Oh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> and so did he. Yeah. Oh God. Here we go. Turned it into like a roast. Say, hey, can I can I give you a dirty joke? It's not even mine, but it's mm. so funny. I wanted to repeat it. Go for it. I think it's an Andrew Dice Clay joke, as a matter oh. of fact. And people say, "What do you like best about being a trailer park boy?" And I say. Well, you know, the best part is probably I go to from city to city and people are offering, always offering to give me a blowjob. And, you know, just before the show, someone was giving me a blowjob and they look up and they go, my friends are never going to believe you let me suck your dick. <laughs> so I pulled out and came all over their chest and said, come back when that's dry, I'll sign it for you. <laughs> that's what you're gonna get if you come to my show that kind of shit there we go okay we that's go. not my joke i believe that's andrew dice clay's joke that i manipulated and changed a little bit but uh that's we'll still take funny it shit. yeah our last week's episode was pg this one may have to come with a content warning when we put it on the podcast uh, pages but uh definitely thank you for stopping by sam we'll see you soon so we have drugs swearing if you hang on a second, we can get the nudity too. <laughs> we don't want to get banned. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Holy cow. So Sam Tarasco, Sam Lasco, the hobo with a shotgun cop, whatever uh, yeah. whatever he wants to go by. He is a super <laughs> nice guy. We've had a lot of fun with him. Um, we're going we're gonna to do a real quick little recap of everything that's going on. What about your words of wisdom? We didn't give you a chance to do that. Words of wisdom? You got any way to, to leave us with anything special? Uh, just be kind to everybody. Just be, just be kind. Everybody's all crazy right now with the election. Everybody just chill out and be cool. We're going to go back. Everything going to go back to normal. There we go. This is uh, the Nurturing Sweaty Hands. You can see December 10th at That Sports Bar in Lebanon, Indiana. This weekend, we've got Second Chance coming to Richmond and Hobart. Hobart is the 6th. It's the Friday show? Yep, that is At correct. the Art Theater. Uh, Second Chance is the 7th at Richmond. Uh, the new Boswell Brewery. New Boswell Brewery, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be going to be downstairs. Drix is going to be on that show. And you can get your tickets still for November the 13th with Donnie Baker. And for that whole weekend with Kevin Farley, the 12th, 13th, and 14th, all in West Central Indiana. So we've got the, the schedule up there behind us. Uh, please get out there, grab some tickets. The world is crazy right now. You could use some laughs, right? Like it's uh, yeah. go while they let you, while, <laughs> while you can still uh, attend a show yeah. uh, without giving your name and address. Michigan, I'm looking at you. Um, we would love to see you at one of these shows that we've got up on the schedule. So. Uh, thank you guys so much. We're going to be back, I believe, in two weeks, 9 p.m., for another Mad Hatter Shows podcast. Mm. We'll see you next time. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.